Pioneers Post podcasts at pioneerspost.com. Since 1862, the House of St Barnabas has been a charity which has supported people who have experienced homelessness. But what do you do with a beautiful but run-down Grade 1 listed building in the centre of Soho in London that can't cut it anymore as a homeless hostel? Sell it? Rent it out? Those would be the obvious and perhaps most sensible solutions. Or how about doing a multi-million pound refurbishment, creating a new private members club and linking it to a training and employment academy for homeless people a la Jamie Oliver's 15? Now that, that is the less obvious social enterprise solution. I'm Tim West from Pioneers Post and I went along to the House of St Barnabas to speak to Sandra Shembri and Nadra Shah, CEO and Head of Development respectively, to hear the full story of how a centuries-old charity is taking the social enterprise approach, creating a new way to answer an old problem as it prepares to open an exclusive hospitality business to deliver its social mission of breaking the cycle of homelessness. The House of St Barnabas uh, has been here since the 1700s and the charity has been its home since the 1840s. Uh, my name is Sandra Shembury, I'm the Chief Executive of the charity. I'm Nadra Shah and I am Head of Development. Tell us about the House of St Barnabas. What's the journey been um, from when it first began to, to where we are now? The house has been a refuge and hostel from the early inception until 2006. After 2006, the house moved towards an education and employment model. And so what are you attempting to do here right now? We're in the middle of a, a chapel, outside <laughs> there's a building site, um, but there are some very, some very beautiful architecture um, and some amazing rooms and things that we've already seen. T tell us what's happening. Our plans are brave, I think is one way of putting it. We intend to open a not-for-profit private members club within the building, but the reason that club exists is to service our charitable aims, which is support those uh, who are affected by homelessness into employment. If you know Jamie Oliver's uh, 15 restaurant model, it's similar to that model, but it's front of house and back of house within the club. And so how's that going to work? The beautiful, grandiose parts of the building, which um, you've already seen, will be used as the club space, so restaurant, dining, and the idea is that you will come as a guest. You might have no idea what its charitable aims are, but you just experience a wonderful club in the heart of Soho with the most amazing garden. We have an employment academy that runs out of the top floors of our building here at the house, and we are able to integrate that academy into the workings of the club, so we're able to offer live professional work experience to our client group. So at the moment, there's this kind of big vision, yes. but you have a building site. Yes. Um, how, how long before the vision turns into reality, what steps do you have to take to make it happen? The steps to get our vision to reality always depends on the opportunities that cross our paths. So at the moment, our opportunities have been fantastic. We have funding to finish the renovation work. We need an, another about half a million to get us to <coughs> excuse me, a position where we want to be finished. We're hoping early summer. If it can be earlier than that, we'll have a good go. And the intention is for the uh, first academy uh, programme to start by early August. How did this vision first come about? So you know, <laughs> what, what were you before? And what, who kind of suddenly had the idea, let's be a, let's be a, a, a private members club a la 15? So the vision 
came about through doing. I'd love to say um, we sat down one day with a piece of paper over a glass of wine and said, we've got a great plan, found this building and then put this model on top of this building. Mm. The building itself has always been used for incredibly um, forward-thinking social innovation. So at the time, the house was involved in the Australia programme. Um, it went against what the government was saying at the time, which was the workhouse. So that's where you put people with poverty. No, this charity said we keep the family together because with the family unit, it will be stronger. We struggled in 2006. When we had to close as a hostel, we had to completely relook at the plan. Uh, what could this building be used for? And we went through, could we be a cafe? Could we be a museum? Could we be a health spa? Could we be a day centre for homeless clients? And uh, trial and error, a lot more error than we would have liked, um, nothing quite fixed. At the time the trustee board also realised it needed to commercialise the space, it had to start making its own money. As the government funding went down, it had to look at the space. This is gorgeous. The house is gorgeous. So the ideal thing, people said, well, we can sell it as an events venue. So in and around Soho, we've got Media, Bloomsbury, 20th Century Fox. They loved it. So they came in and they used it as an event space. But the money making was very separate from the charitable aims. So between 2006 and 2009, the two didn't talk to each other. The charity did a small amount of work with what was called life skills. The business downstairs was churning out the money to pay for that. But it was small. Their words are not mine. It wasn't good enough. In 2009, um, a commercial opportunity came about. A events company that works in the local area said to us, we've got a business, you've got this amazing space, we'll give you a nice big amount of money, let us take it over for three months. Kind of went away and went thinking, not sure about this. And this but was quintessentially? This was quintessentially. Yeah. Um, so quintessentially events said, you know, we've got this amazing idea. The charity come denier said, actually, it could work. Then the quintessentially's um, uh, Quintessential Events is a sister company to Quintessentially, they came on board and said, well, we have members. We have a ready-made membership group here. Mm. Why don't we do an event space and a membership club in this space but 12 weeks? It was just as the recession had hit. Um, One-off fundraisers where it's £1,000 a ticket were no longer the fashion. And also the idea that you spend 18 months of your life focusing on a fundraising event where you, you might raise £2 million, mm. but all that goodwill and support to journey is gone because they're on to the next thing. So this was a way of also engaging people over a long amount of time. But again, we didn't mix the two. Charity remained upstairs, this commercial entity downstairs, and it was a fundraising mechanic. Halfway through, there was this vibrant club full of vibrant people, all pretty much 80% saying to us, well, what is your work? What are you doing? How can we help? And we were not expecting this. Mm. So that's the point we all sat down and said, we could integrate this. You have an employment academy upstairs where you're training clients in hospitality we have a hospitality business downstairs. Why, why are we not joining this up? It was, it was a moment of, oh yes. <laughs> and at that moment, we um, had eight weeks. So in January, we started the first programme and we integrated it. So January to December 2010, we ran three programmes to massive success. Mm. And it was absolutely learned by doing. It was in no way a forethought of an 18 month plan it was we fell upon this idea and organically the building led us to what it was successful for you're doing all this building works i'm, I'm guessing that, that that's costing a lot of money what do you need to, what did you need to raise how did you raise it what different streams of investment have you managed to get in this building is very hungry with money um, i always think of the money pit the movie um, we need to spend to get us just to zero two million pounds that is the what's called MME. It's all the boring things you don't see. It's the plumbing, the electrics. Everything has been put on top, put on top over the years. Yeah. So there would be a time when you go into the house, 
just one little iPhone charger would the whole yeah. thing would fuse. <laughs> so we're at the stage where we've got three quarters of that funded. Yeah. We need the last quarter, so we need the last um, uh, half a million to get that over the edge. So you're actively looking for actively what, looking social investors or donors or so anyone. <laughs> for us at the moment, we've taken on enough long-term debt. So yeah. we, as a board, do not feel we can service more long-term debt. So for yeah. us, it is donors, it's capital um, yeah. campaigns or social return on investment, where the investment is lower and over a much longer term so than fifty. Patient capital, basically. Absolutely. Patient capital. capital. Yeah. I like that. It needs to be in keeping with the area. The area yeah. has some incredibly world-class performing clubs, so mm. the clientele will come in expecting it to be just right. And that's about another two million, and again, we've got wow. half of that. How do you plan to get the rest of it? What's your strategy? Strategy are um, individual donors, so high impact um, uh, individual donors, and also grants foundations who focus on capital. So yeah. we've started a capital camp- campaign about a year ago. Uh, we've just started to recoup, as I said, the the, um, the first few. Yeah. We reckon we've got about three or four more that we hope will be coming forward to us now that it, we've, we've proved it can be a success. Yeah, and you found you obviously found kind of you're knocking at an open door with with a lot of this. Interestingly, it's not, they'll open to listen, (laughs) but we are such an unknown, um, because we are a charity, we have charitable status, a lot of the very traditional grant makers can't quite get their head around yet, are we commercialising our space, are we a business now, are we a charity? But because we're saying, well, look, we're doing it all, it's going to be a self-sustaining business model to fund our charitable work, what's better than that? They aren't used to seeing those or funding those yet. So we find once we get them here and we can walk them around and we can show them what we've done and we can, they can meet clients of ours, then they get it, okay. then, they get, then they engage. So I'm putting my charity trustees hat on. I'm just gonna ask you about the impact um, of what you're creating. How do you know what sort of targets have, have you set yourselves? How many people are you gonna put through the academy? Okay, so we are planning to uh, judge the success of our employment academy through the success rate of the people we put through. We have put a number on it because uh, we know that's the number the building can take, but what we will do is at the end of each programme is evaluate to check we're doing it the right way. So the, there will be three programmes per year, spring, summer, autumn. Each programme will take 25 individuals, so 75 a year. Right. We hope by year three we are able to increase that to four programmes. Fingers crossed by year five, we increase that to six. What's the biggest thing that could go wrong? From a money point of view, membership. We've got Mm. it wrong. Um, People are not engaged. People do not think it's a good business product. Um, They don't think it will work, and we do not get the numbers. That, I think, is the single Mm. biggest failure concern of ours. Because without it, we can't deliver on the Employment Academy. And you're, you're already publishing uh, your kind of membership packs, so yeah. what, how much does it cost to be a member? £600, plus a joining fee of £150. Okay. The corporate membership starts at £4,000, and so far, we again did some market research in the area, we're just below others, and so far people feel that it's a comfortable price for them. Okay. Again, originally we thought, um, we did a lot of research, we thought that the membership people would be as well as somewhere else. So yeah. Most people would be a member of Soho House or Blacks or the Union and they'd also join us. We're actually finding that over 80% of our members aren't. They, they have said, no, I like what you do, I'm not a member somewhere else, I'm going to join you, you're yeah. my first club. Okay. So that was, that was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Okay, and in terms of your vision for where it could all go, what's the kind of uh, 
that your your best brightest picture of success that you could hope for? Well, mine is um, that we are we partner up with someone like the National Trust in areas where regeneration is possible. So this couldn't work in a really small town, but it could work potentially in Bristol. It could work in Paris. It could work in, in areas where there are individuals that are used to a club network. I don't think it could work in an area where there wasn't already an understanding of a club mentality. We're also thinking about the culture series are the House of St Barnabas Presents. Mm. And you've got visions for that too. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd want to take the model outside and replicate it in other buildings yeah. also I think to definitely have cut through into other industries mm. and not just in hospitality so the employment academy training the model becomes so successful and recognized as an education institute if that's the right word that other businesses want to take it on that would be fantastic because yeah. it would open up a multitude of other employment opportunities. I think employer partners is something that we would want to, you know, that, that for us is a measure of success to mm. build those tangible partnerships with employers so we have the perception around employing someone that's yeah. gone through homelessness yeah. is, is so you can produced. be the kind of feeder into the exactly. supply chain yeah. exactly that we become a go-to place for recruitment mm. you know for a center of excellence mm. for people who've been trained mm. um but yes and i think to build upon the cultural dna that we are laying the foundations for mm. and that becomes synonymous with the House of St Barnabas. So actually, you don't you think of House the House of St Barnabas as yes, a homeless charity, but also it's it's as I said, it's a place where great ideas and collaborations are seeded. For more Pioneers Post podcasts and films, visit pioneerspost.com. Connecting social innovators across the globe.